0: this is start making sense the weekly podcast of the nation magazine and i'm john wiener now it's time for another episode of the children's hour stories about ivanka jared don jr and little eric told by amy willens boy those kids have been busy this week Amy, of course, is a longtime contributing editor at The Nation. She's also former Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker. She's best known for her award-winning work on Haiti. And she had an op-ed in The New York Times this week. Amy, welcome back. Thank you, John. Well, let's start this week with a little bit of legal news about the Trump kids. There's a class action suit that's been going on for many, many years— that have made a little bit of progress uh, on behalf of the plaintiffs today, uh, this week. Uh, Tell us about the latest.
1: Well, it was not put on hold. It was allowed to move forward through the federal court system. It's a class action suit in which uh, the Trump children and uh, Donald Trump, the president, are accused of promoting a pyramid-type fraud alleging that they were guilty, not just of fraud, but false advertising in promoting a marketing company and that in exchange the family received millions of dollars in secret payments. That's the allegation of this suit. One of the arguments the plaintiffs made was that many, many small investors, it's a typical pyramid scheme, many, many small investors contributing as much as $100, $200, things that mattered to them, but possibly, but were not seen by the Trump family as very big amounts of money. But they paid Donald Trump, it is alleged, uh, $450,000 repeatedly in speaking fees. So this thing is moving forward. It's a little bit like Jarndyce and Jarndyce in in uh, Bleak House by Dickens. It goes and it goes and it goes, but it doesn't seem to finally get resolved. But it's just another of those scandals that if it were any other president, it would be a gigantic big deal. But in this family, it's like just one among a billion gigantic big deals.
0: Eric Trump, he's the youngest of Ivana's children, made the news recently when he seemed to claim that the Democrats created the coronavirus to undermine the Trump campaign. What exactly did he say?
1: Well, he didn't say it, he implied it. He said, So it's very destructive and um, it's stopping Donald Trump from doing what he does best, his giant rallies where 50,000 people attend. Eric said that, and then he said, quote, and after November 3rd, coronavirus will magically all of a sudden go away and disappear. And then he added with a word that I did not expect him to know, This is a very cognizant strategy they are trying to employ. So what he's doing there, he's blaming the Democrats for the virus, and he's saying that they can manipulate it and they will make it go away. Apparently, he believes they will make it go away once they have won the White House, because otherwise, why would they make it go away? They would keep it going. So he must assume that he's going to lose the election. I don't know why. Um, And the other thing that's interesting to me about this is that Donald Trump Jr. has also spoken in these terms about the virus, but he said that it will magically go away, uh, having nothing to do with the Democrats. (laughs) He's (laughs) expecting (laughs) it to go away this weekend. Ah. And so is his dad. He has said it's going away. It's disappearing. So we'll see who's right about when the virus disappears.
0: And whether it's a fraud being perpetrated by the Democrats to deny Donald Trump his 50,000 person audience at the Republican National Convention.
1: Yes, and his other fun rallies. Don
0: Jr. has been in the news also for his Instagram account. Did he suggest that Joe Biden molested children?
1: Oh, my God, this thing. It was kind of a meme type of thing. I'm not sure you can say that. Sorry, millennials, if any of you are listening. (laughs) But it was uh, one half of the screen showed Someone saying, see you later, alligator. I think that was Biden saying it. And then on the other side, it said, in a while, pedophile, to Biden, making out that Biden was a pedophile. And then this went crazy on the Internet, of course, because it's so damn clever. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why? <laughs> and see. also because it contains a big lie, so they love that. And, and Don com- claimed that he ha- did not understand it to be an accusation of pedophilia against Biden, but just it was funny.
0: And it rhymed. Well, the biggest news story about any of them was about Jared. There was a big investigation by the New York Times of Jared's work uh, heading the White House effort to overcome the critical shortage of masks and gloves and other protective equipment to battle the coronavirus pandemic. Uh, This is not the the flights from China, this is a different operation that I didn't really know much about that Jared was also in charge of. What was this effort that the New York Times investigated, organized by Jared, and and how successful was it?
1: You know, the Trump administration doesn't have a lot of confidence in any branch of government, and it seems to hold every branch of government as part of the deep state. Even the way it's treated FEMA during this real emergency has been sort of uh, disregarding of all that FEMA has achieved in its past. Now, of course, FEMA's had problems in its past, but it's a very well-equipped administration. So what happened was, you know, the sort of human interest story behind it was this doctor, Jeffrey Hendricks, who had longstanding contacts in China. He felt that he would be able to get millions of masks. This was pretty early on in the pandemic in the U.S. Millions of masks from very well-known suppliers in China. He reached out to FEMA in the early spring. But instead of reaching like officials and the kinds of procurement people he expected to reach, his proposal was fielded by a team of about 12 young volunteers, whom he'd never heard of, uh, who had been recruited by Jared Kushner, fresh from his great successes in solving Middle East peace, was now in charge of this team inside of FEMA, overseen by a former aide to Ivanka Trump. It turned out there was a sort of whistleblower inside of this team who then gave the New York Times all sorts of documents about it and also told them what he or she thought of it. But what happened was these were kids fresh out of uh, working for, you know, financial companies and private equity. And the Trump-Kushner element felt that they could kind of run around the bureaucracy and put the juice of the private sector into the search for masks. (laughs) So Hendricks never got his contract to get these masks out of china that he knew he could get instead there was a lot of favoritism and cronyism in the list these kids set up because they were being told that you have to get these certain vips on the list they have ideas about how to get masks so those people who were on the uh the list were some uh republican congressmen that guy charlie kirk who's kind of a youth activist, but very, very right-wing. He was on this list of people who were going to get PPEs for the uh, first responders. There was a former apprentice contestant. I find it hard to say those two words together. (laughs) Apprentice contestant who was on the list. These were all Donald Trump insiders, and they were supposed to be given top consideration on this list called, it was a, a spreadsheet called VIP Update. However. Few of the leads collected by the Kushner Dream Team really panned out. They ignored all the networks and connections that were in place in order to uh, get these people in on the game. So decades of emergency planning was forgotten. The stuff that FEMA does was forgotten and pushed aside. But there was one interesting thing that the New York Times discovered. There was a Silicon Valley engineer who told this uh, team of uh, finance. Youngsters, as the New York Times sort of defines them, that he could provide a thousand ventilators. And so this tip was sent through the team to officials in New York. And the New York officials assumed, since it was coming from FEMA, that it had been vetted, and they gave the guy a $69 million contract, which has so far produced not one ventilator. And now FEMA's trying to get the money back.
0: The Trump administration at work, and Jared in particular at work,
1: One final question. We've gone
0: through all this without an update on what Ivanka has been up to for that. Of course, we have to look at her Instagram page. What do we find there?
1: Ivanka is working from home, WFH. She's smiling broadly at a big laptop, and you're looking at her over the laptop. And she's wearing a Hermes scarf around her neck that no doubt, could be kind of daintily lifted to cover nose and big smiling mouth if necessary. And on the day before Memorial Day, she wrote on her Instagram feed, we've just learned about exciting new and innovative platforms the private sector has created to upskill and reskill our nation's workforce. That was what she wrote on, on her feed. And uh, that got a quarter million likes, by the way. So that's pretty impressive. And the first comment on there was from a supporter who said, first female president.
0: One more thing about Jared. He did a big interview with Time magazine, utterly predictable, except for one kind of newsworthy remark that he made about the November election. What was that about?
1: They asked him uh, if given the coronavirus and all the problems we're having right now, if he was sure that the presidential election would take place as scheduled. And his reply was, I'm not sure I can commit one way or the other. But right now, that's the plan.
0: Not sure if I can commit that the election will be held in November. This has been the Children's Hour. Stories about Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., and little Eric, told by Amy Willens. Amy, thanks for talking with us today.
1: You're welcome.